You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. All right, let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to take an excerpt here this morning from the Sermon on the Mount because I think we need it. I've entitled the message this morning, Goodbye 2020. Some of you would say, Good riddance 2020. Been quite a year, hasn't it? Filled with a lot of fear, a lot of worry, and a lot of anxiety. And I want to talk today about dealing with anxiety. When Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, these people were anxious about a whole lot of things. They were anxious about their financial situation. How many of you ever been there? They were anxious about the food that they were going to eat and what they would have to drink and what they would have to wear. They were very poor. But you know the heart of man is the same no matter where you go. We, not, we may not be anxious about our financial situation. We're certainly not anxious about what we're going to eat. We all have too much of that. None of us were anxious about not having clothes to put on and come to church. But anxiety is something that fills the heart, I believe, of every man and woman at some time or another, especially as we face the unknown. We don't know what this next year may hold. Who would have ever thought that we would experience what we experienced last year? Much less what is going to happen now. So Jesus was dealing with folks that were dealing with anxiety issues. So let's begin with verse 24. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon or money. Therefore I say unto you, take no, what? Thought. They had all these anxious thoughts. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Don't be anxious for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, or your body, what you shall put on, is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air. Be not dismayed, whate'er betide. God will take care of you. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Those of us created in the image of God, are we not much better than the fowls of the air? Which of you by taking what church? I can't hear you. What? Thought. Can add one cubit unto his stature. Someone said Jesus was preaching to a whole bunch of short people. Verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall not he not much more clothe you, O ye of little, what? Faith. 
Why do we get so anxious about our present situation and what may happen in the future? Why? Because we lack what? Therefore, take no, oh, there comes that word again. What? Thought. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles, the unbelievers, those that know not God, seek. Listen, I can understand why an unbeliever would be full of fear and worry and anxiety. I got it. But that should not be a part of our Christian experience. Give me an amen. Amen. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and here comes the promise, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no... Now if I can count right, that's five times. You think Jesus is trying to get a message across here? Take no thought. Don't be anxious for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. Matt, pray for us, please. I'm reminded of Paul's words when he said this, forgetting those things which are behind. Isn't that appropriate for this year? Forgetting those things which are behind, and then what? Reaching forth to the things which are before, we press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I think we're all familiar with Paul's words to the Philippian believers when he said this, be careful for nothing. That's an interesting word. We really wouldn't say it that way. We would say it, be anxious for nothing or don't worry about anything or stop being fearful. That's how we would say it today. But be careful. Don't be full of care. Be careful for nothing. Here we go. Are you still with me? But in everything by prayer, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God And the peace of God, peace, not anxiety, but the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I came across this quote. I'm not sure who said it. But it says, prayer is our supply line to God's abundant sustaining grace. I thought that was so good. Prayer. In everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to the God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, there is absolutely no reason for us as believers who have a heavenly Father who takes care of all of our needs to ever be anxious about the present or the future. 
Prayer is our supply line to God's abundant, sustaining grace. Remember last time? The throne of grace, where we can have mercy and grace to help in time of need. And then he goes on to say this, because prayer is so vital to the Christian experience, the enemy tries to sever that supply line. When we suffer, the enemy whispers, God doesn't care about you. He isn't listening to you. Why are you wasting your time with these worthless prayers? Has Satan ever said that to you? It's easy to get discouraged and, and quit when you're praying. But that cuts us off from the very help that we need. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. It's a mercy seat. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Not get all anxious about our needs as those people to whom Jesus was addressed. They were so anxious about all these things. Jesus said all these things that you're so anxious and worried about that you're taking thought of. All these things the Gentiles seek after. But I will take care of you. Listen. God already knows what's going to happen in 2021. He already knows who's going to be our next president. Amen. He knows that. He knows what's going to transpire. He knows the beginning from the end. But no matter what happens in this next coming year, and a lot of Christians are really anxious about this next coming year. I'm going to tell you, I have, I have some concerns, don't you? I can see our religious liberties are at stake in this next coming administration if they do come into office. I can see a whole lot of things changing. I can see us slipping more and more into socialism and government control. I can see all these things. But listen, for us as believers, this should not cause us to be anxious. Boy, that was a weak amen. I know many of us are struggling with this. Just like these people were different issues, but anxiety was the same. The Bible says, but he giveth more grace, the throne of grace. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but give grace unto the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Listen, I'm not listening to you. I'm starting to feel all anxious and worried and fearful about Satan. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to God. There's something that... Most of us don't do enough of, and that's go to the throne of grace. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. So Satan cuts off that supply line. We get all fearful. We get all worried. We get all anxious about what may happen. And God said, I never intended my children to live that way. God never intended us to live in the fear of the coronavirus. That's not how God wants us to live. And yet I have watched over this past year as God's people who have a great physician, who knows the beginning from the end and holds us secure in his hand, I have watched as God's people have been overcome with fear, anxiety, and worry and, and have gotten out of church and are stumbling spiritually. Why? Because they've been so anxious about what may happen. 
we've all heard Peter's words. When he exhorted his readers to cast all their care upon him because he cares for us. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that these same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, there comes that throne of grace. But the God of all grace, who hath called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, he'll make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever. And then it ends with an amen. Boy, it's a good thing to say amen once in a while. Amen. Thank you. Fear, worry, anxiety grips the hearts of billions of people all over this world. Over seven billion people in this world, billions of people are gripped by it. Many decisions that people make in life are based upon fear and anxiety. I'm gonna tell you something, if you make a decision based on fear and anxiety, it will always be the wrong decision. Because God tells us not to fear, not to be anxious. So how could we possibly discern what is a, a right decision when those things are controlling us? I'm telling you, this is a serious, serious issue that we're dealing with today. Many people live in a constant, they live in a constant state of uneasiness. They're always troubled and overwhelmed by the affairs of life. They tend to be fearful, not only for the present, but for the future, and always thinking the worst is going to happen. I'll tell you, there's a lot of Eeyores out there. Is that really how God wants us to live, or does he want us to be a Tigger? Oh, you didn't get that, did you? Come on, Winnie the Pooh, it's the best cartoon ever. Do you worry about the future and what's going to happen? Do any of these things describe you? If they do, then you probably have an anxiety issue that needs to be dealt with. Again, I can understand why the world, those who know not the Lord, would be so anxious about 2021. But for us to be fearful, for us to worry, for us to be full of anxiety, absolutely not. We have a sovereign God who is in control of all things. Amen. And God is good. All the time. Anxiety is not good. I want you to remember, we have a place to go and someone to go to when we're anxious. Anxiety can affect you physically. It can affect you emotionally. And worst of all, it'll affect you spiritually. Affect every, every single aspect of your life. Anxiety can cause all kinds of medical issues that people don't even think about. I'm sick because I'm always anxious and worried and fearful. 
I kind of wanted to do a little bit of research on this, so I did. And I came across some articles written by the Mayo Clinic and the Cleveland Clinic as they addressed the subject of anxiety, okay? Listen to what they said. Anxiety will cause thyroid problems. You'll become susceptible to infection. You'll have a vitamin B12 deficiency. You can have brain tumors. You can have electrolyte abnormalities, depression, insomnia, digestive problems, bowel issues, headaches, chronic pain, social isolation, feeling nervous, restless, tense, having a sense of impending danger, panic attacks, increased heart rate and blood pressure, rapid breathing, sweating, trembling, feeling weak and tired, troubled, concerning, or thinking about anything other than the present worry. It just consumes them. Now, does that sound like anything good? Then they go on. Many people treat their anxiety issues with herbal treatments. Boy, haven't herbal supplements just exploded in the marketplace? Think about it. Overeating. Excuse me. Not, not always attributed to anxiety. Yoga. I would really like to pause and talk about that. I'm going to tell you something. Yoga opens you to the spirit world. Some of God's people are involved in yoga. Even in some of our churches, they're, they're having yoga classes. You do a little bit of research on yoga, and you'll find out that isn't something that any Christian should have a part of. Meditation. We're not talking about meditating on God's word. We're talking about you know, the transcendental meditation and opening your mind and letting Satan fill it with all kinds of stuff. Large amounts of caffeine, prescription drugs, illegal drugs, alcohol abuse, and the use of marijuana. Many people I've talked to about their use of marijuana, now as it become legalized, they think it's okay. Well, why are you using marijuana? It just calms me down. You know what they're saying? It keeps me from being so anxious and worried and fearful about things. Now, I want to preface what I'm going to say by this. If you're dealing with an anxiety issue, it may be, may be a good idea that you consult a doctor who is trained in this area. But let me give you a warning. The things that I have seen in the medical world is simply to prescribe a pill to help people deal with their anxiety issues. And popping a pill has never helped anyone. Actually, it's led to the opioid problem that we have here in America. We have now become a drug culture. You know why we have become a drug culture? It comes back to what I'm preaching on today. People are just full of anxiety, worry, and fear. And so they turn to drugs to help them to cope. Now, I do believe that for the Christian, it would be a better idea to go to Dr. Jesus. Don't you? Because he is the great physician. 
So I put a warning and a disclaimer with that. It is important to address anxiety issues because they have such a negative effect on relationships, in the family, with your friends, but worse of all, in your fellowship with God. Healthcare professionals will typically attribute anxiety issues to a medical problem or a mental problem when it could be a spiritual problem. While the medical community may treat it medically, don't you think we as Christians ought to treat it spiritually first? Hello? Should we go to Dr. Jesus first? By the way, he's a lot cheaper. Because anxiety issues are addressed over and over and over again in Scripture, it is a good possibility that a person's anxiety, especially a Christian, is not a medical issue, it's not a mental issue, it's a spiritual issue. Worry, fear, anxiety can cripple you spiritually. It can turn you away from God, preventing you from trusting the Lord and experiencing His joy and His peace that comes by living a Spirit-filled life. Listen. Spirit-filled believers are not anxious people. Spirit-filled believers are not full of worry and fear. I know there's some that are watching us today online. You still are not coming to church, and the reason you're not coming to church, the reason you are violating, forsake not the assembling yourselves together, is because you are anxious. Let's, let's get honest. You are anxious, you are worried, and you're fearful, and Jesus said, stop it. What we have to do is obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Amen. The reason that these people were so anxious that Jesus was addressing here in the Sermon on the Mount is because he said it, O ye of little faith. <clears throat> so it's a faith issue that causes us to be anxious. You know, I found that, the, that faith is found 234 times in the Scriptures. My life's verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding and the medical community. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God, you're in control. I'm going to obey you, I'm going to follow you, and whatever happens, happens. The word joy Anxiety, worry, fear robs you of your joy and peace. The word joy is found 161 times. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. The word peace, 431 times. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Doesn't it say let worry, fear, and anxiety rule your heart? Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Anxiety is nothing new. These people to whom Jesus was addressing were controlled by it and many of us are today as well. 
They failed to trust God to feed them and to clothe them and to take care of their financial needs. O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought. Don't be anxious. You know, one thing I noticed about raising 10 children is they never, ever, ever, ever worried about the bills being paid. Never. They never worried, are we going to have enough food to eat? They never worried about the clothes that they were going to wear. And if they did, I say, you can go buy your own. All right? If you want a pair of Nikes, you go buy your own. Otherwise, it's Walmart for you, kid. Maybe that's what motivated them to get out to work. No, my children never were full of anxiety, worry, and fear. You know why? Dad will take care of us. Mom will take care of us. I mean, I think of all those times, I mean, literally, we had no money. And my wife would plan the weekly meals. Remember when, this will date you, when they had double and triple coupons? How many remember that? (laughs) Not very many of you remember that. My wife, she had to make sure she got the Sunday paper. Sometimes it was like, we're trying to find money just to buy the Sunday paper. And Shelly would make all of her menu on that. I think I've told you before about the time she woke me up. She said, Dan, you've got to come see this. I'm like, I'm sleeping. No, she, she would go shopping when all the kids were asleep. And she took me out to the dining room. There was 151 boxes of cereal stacked in a, in a pyramid. I'm like, she goes, I got them all free. I'm going to tell you, that's how we survived. I got a little bit anxious about the bills being paid. But my children never were anxious at all. They continued to leave the door open in the middle of the winter. (laughs) Never turned lights off. They didn't worry about it. Such fretting worrying, being anxious about the present and the future doesn't help at all, does it? I mean, stop and think, has it ever helped? It's never helped anyone. But trusting in God's promises has. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. But my God shall supply all of your needs. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish will he give him a serpent? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more? You're, more, you're better than the sparrows. How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give you good things to them that ask? David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me. He delivered me from all of my fears. 
We all have anxiety and fear and, and worry. They looked on him and they were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. We have a place to go. And we have someone to go to when the times of trouble come. The Sermon on the Mount was not the Lord Jesus giving medical advice. Was it? What kind of advice was he giving? Spiritual advice. The problem was obvious. Their anxiety was because of their lack of faith. Their anxiety stemmed from a spiritual problem. They were not trusting in the Lord with all of their heart. Take no thought. 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 thought. Five times that word appears. It's in the context of being anxious. You know why we don't need to be anxious? You know why? Because anxiety never makes anything better. It only makes everything worse. And how many of you here today worry about things you have no control over? Have you ever stopped to realize how many things you don't have control over that you're anxious about? And a young man just uh, talked to me this week. He said, you know, he, he said, I just stopped watching the news. I said, why did you stop watching the news? He said, because it just caused me to be so fearful and, and worried. And then he said this, besides that, there's nothing I can do about it anyway. What's going to happen is going to happen. Which of you, by taking thought, being anxious, can add one cubit unto his stature? Yeah, we worry about things that we really have no control over. I didn't, I didn't know that such an institute existed, but it's called the Depression Association of America. I bet you they didn't need that association 100 years ago. But it's called the Depression Association of America. Listen to what they said. Anxiety disorders are now listed as the most common mental illness in America. Anxiety disorders are now listed as the most common mental illness in America. Let me ask you a question. Why is that? Th things have become better. We're richer than we've ever been. We're healthier than we've ever been. Think of all the technological advancements that we have. So why is it that now... Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in America. You know why it is? I believe it's because we've stopped going to church. I believe it's because we've closed this book and we've removed it from our society. 
And whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Anxiety, let's get honest. Anxiety is simply a result of us doubting God. God is faithful. He has never stopped being faithful. And he will always be faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. Jesus said, behold the fowls of the air. Behold the lilies of the valley. If God feeds the fowls of the air and if the lilies of the valley are more beautiful than all of the glory of Solomon, shall not I take care of you? Wow. And then as he ends this, he says this, take no thought, there's that word thought, take no thought for the morrow. What's the morrow? Tomorrow? Monday. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things itself. And then he says this, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Spurgeon said this, Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strength. Let me read that again. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. There will be enough sorrows in the future to deal with but only empties today of its strength. Anxiety causes us to fear and to worry, causes us to be pessimistic. Isn't a pessimistic Christian just a blessing to be around? <laughs> you know, one of the things about President Trump, you may agree with a lot of his leadership, but one of the things that has made him, I believe, into one of our greatest presidents is he doesn't take a pessimistic view. He takes a very optimistic view. Now you look at Joe Biden. Our worst days are ahead of us. Dark days are coming. I'm like, who would vote for that idiot? <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Can we do this, church? Can we just take up the shield of faith and quench all those fiery darts of anxiety? Can we just say, you know what, preacher? You're right. God's word is right. Anxiety is sin. Unless it is some type of medical issue, which I think most of the cases it's not. It is sin. Well, if it's sin, then why don't we confess it as sin and forsake it and really repent of it and say, God, this is just a byproduct of me not trusting you as I should. The disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. As our faith is increased, our anxieties will what? They'll decrease. 
Start exercising your faith like a grain of a mustard seed. Just start, just start trusting the Lord. Don't just meditate, but meditate on Scripture. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Start memorizing verses on faith. Engraft them into your heart and into your life. Start seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and you'll watch how God will add all these things unto you. And instead of, listen, instead of dwelling on your problems, why don't you try dwelling on God? Thou will keep him, thou will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusteth in thee. Wow, that verse says it all. So when we lose our joy, when we lose our peace, and we get all anxious, what is our mind focused on? Our problems instead of on a person. No, none of us are exempt from the trials of life. We know that because of the series of messages that we are in. But we can determine that we're going to respond to them correctly by faith. The song that we sang, Be not dismayed, whate'er betide. What? God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. What? God will take care of you. Through days of toil, when heart does fail, God will take care of you. When dangers fierce your path assail, God will take care of you. All you may need, he will provide. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will take care of you. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast. God will take care of you. And then the chorus, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Do you believe all that? Say amen. Let's have every head bowed and right close. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.